Welcome to Sideburns and Cigarettes, a loop on the third podcast. My name is Drew. I'm Chris. I'm Natalie. And I'm Emma. Normally, I'd say this is a podcast about a monkey-faced thief, his friends, and their many adventures. But today, we'll be focusing on just one of his friends. In fact, today, we're remembering the man who provided the voice to Lupin's closest partner for over 50 years, Kiyoshi Kobayashi. We've recently learned that on July 30th, 2022, Kobayashi, at the age of 89, passed away due to complications with pneumonia. And... I think I can speak for all of us here. Our hearts go out to his family and friends during this time. Born on January 11th, 1933, Kobayashi had a career as both actor and voice actor, providing vocal performances for anime, Japanese dubs of various films, and television shows, as well as narration for various films, drama, and anime. With hundreds of credits to his name, it feels like an understatement to say his career was prolific. He voiced characters such as Watari in Death Note, Crystal Boy in Space Adventure Cobra, Muhammad Abdul in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OVA, Adrian Rubinsky in Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Talos in, in the Crusher Joe films and OVAs, Aguil Delaz in Gundam 0083 Stardust Memory, General T. Jefferson in Golgo 13 The Professional, James Moriarty in Detective Conan The Phantom of Baker Street, Colonel Yoichi Takagi in Powered Armor Dorvac, Jack in Violence Jack Evil Town, Poseidon and Arion, the VRV Master in Gekso Sentai Car Ranger, Bim in Yokai Ningen Bim or Demon Man Bim, and that's just barely scratching the surface of his long career. His work in narration extended to both anime and live action dramas such as the Lone Wolf and Cub series, Kamen Rider Black, Gao Gai Gar, King of the Braves, Zone Fighter, Haven't You Heard? I'm Sakamoto. Space Seraph Gavan the Movie, Gachaman the Movie, Daitokai, Scientific Adventure Team Tanzar 5, and BIM Become Humid, which uh, in itself was a modern remake of Yokai Ningen BIM, in which he voiced a title character back in 1968. And the last credit currently to his name is Shiromeshi Shiogoso. Uh, it's a. He, he provided the uh, narration. It's a really wholesome series about uh, an aspiring rapper who uh, also works in the food industry. It looked really wholesome. I actually kind of want to see if I can hunt that down and, you know, watch it. Kobayashi also provided Japanese dub performances for James Coburn, including the character Brit in The Magnificent Seven, a character Monkey Punch specifically cited as an inspiration for Daisuke Jigen. Lee Marvin, Tommy Lee Jones, George Kennedy, Sam Elliott... Clint Eastwood, Franco Nero, Jean-Mario Valente, Christopher Plummer, Jack Palance, again, among many others. In 1960, he participated in the founding of the Tokyo Actors Consumers Cooperative Society, also known as Haikyo, a talent management agency and cooperative representing Japanese voice actors based in Shibuya, which he served as a member of until his passing this year. As of today, the agency manages 320 affiliated actors for TV, radio, stage, and other mediums. In fact, two former members of this agency were Daisuke Namikawa and Koichi Yamadera, who of course are the current voices for Goemon and Zenigata. It can arguably be said that he's most well known for being the voice of Daisuke Jigen in the Lupin III franchise. For over 52 years, he was there from the very beginning voicing Jigen in both versions of the 1969 pilot film. In fact, he has voiced Jigen in every single animated entry in the Lupin the Third franchise, with the exception of the 1986 OVA, The Fuma Conspiracy. That makes for 279 episodes across parts 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and one, and one of those episodes belongs to the newest series, Part 6, an episode titled The Times, which served as a beautiful send-off to his tenure as the cool gunslinger. 10 theatrical films, 28 television specials, 4 OVAs, 6 video games, and at least 3 commercials, a Universal Japan VR ride, and the recent Universal Japan live show. Man, talk about a hell of a run. Man. I, I, I'm still kind of processing this. Like, it's, it's, it's weird because, I mean, obviously I got into the franchise back in 2016, and, but 
my default watching this series is usually the original Japanese. And I've pretty much watched through almost all of the franchise at this point, And he's just such a constant presence. It, it, it was really weird in part six to watch it with it. Cause obviously Akio Otsuka is brilliant in his performance, but man, like it's weird to, it's going to be weird to get used to. Because, you know, you, you, you just, he, he was such a comforting presence. And so now I guess we'll take the time for, a, we'll just kind of discuss our favorite performances of his and wh- whoever wants to, to go first. I will say, like, full disclosure, um, because, you know, when we record together as a pod, it, it's lovely to see friends together via video chat. Um, but obviously you, the audience cannot see. And I think what's interesting, especially for me, I'm very like, I don't mean to sound like the weird goth kid, but when it comes to death, I either have two reactions and that's to ball out cry or to be kind of stone faced and kind of let myself process it. Um, for me personally, as a Lupin fan, I think like for me, my, my performance that I always go back to is my favorite special um first contact because like i mentioned i had it as a um bootleg for so long until i bought a um an actual version and then watched the dub but I watched it so many times and I just loved his um, Kobayashi's performance in it. And yeah, my go-to is to watch dubs, but whenever I went back to just watch the original and listen to Kobayashi's voice as, as you know, and keep in mind as um, Yamada passed, as, um, oh my goodness, um, as Goronaya retired, as, you know, Ieko Masayama and um, um, Makio Inoue left. It was very much like Kobayashi stayed and he was like, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm having fun. I enjoy it. I'm going to keep doing it. And he got the fact that he got a little bit more of a send off as he dec- as he said, yeah, it's time to hang up Jigen's hat. Mm-hmm. I think I did my gr- my grief more when he said he was going to retire than I did um, learning of his passing. And Mm -hmm. I say that because Yamada died with Lupin. You know, he didn't, he didn't really get a send off. He didn't say I'm done. You know, he still continued doing it as he was sick. I guess the same could be said for Naya, but Naya said, I'm stepping down. And then, you know, for Makio Inoue, he retired. But they didn't really get, I, I, I don't want to say proper send-offs. They didn't really have like a whole episode dedicated mm-hmm. to their care, you know, the the the, psych, the psychology or I guess like the the breakdown of their character and as a proper send-off in, a, in the best way possible. Going back to that line of you'll always be a classic, Jigen. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that's how, what it fits with Kobayashi because... At 89, like, and still doing what he did up until that point when he retired, like, that man lived a wonderful, great life and continued doing it, doing what he loved. So that's my take on his passing. Well, um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in a similar boat with Natalie here when it came to my uh, exposure to him as Jigen, because I mentioned on the show before, I owned a first time I watched part one was through a uh, bootleg DVD and uh, I went through the entire series several times as a teenager. So I, I became really familiar with uh, Kobayashi's Jigen. And um, I mean, I, I really don't know what to say. I mean, like, you know, he was, he was there since literally the beginning. Like he was Jigen in the pilot film. <laughs> You know, none of the other cast can really say that. You know, and like you know, like the rest of the cast, they got to send off with that uh, fantastic uh, uh, short OVA. A Lupin family reunion. Uh, All stars, yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, Kobayashi, he hung on. Let's see. As far as favorite performances go, I I rewatched uh, uh, the Combat Magnum Scattered in the Wasteland the other day, as well as uh, the Target is 555 meters away. You know, both of those were fantastic. I also have a lot of fond memories of, you know, actually hearing him on the big screen when I saw Castle Cagliostro five years ago, which was which was really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he was Jigen, you know, <laughs> up until, you know, last year. So there, there's so many things about what you said, Drew, that was very impactful on so many different levels that, uh, like... The, like the comfort statement. And I, I think like that, that has really described Lupin as a series for all of us mm-hmm. uh, over time. And I, I think a big part of that is the familiarity of Kobayashi as Jigen. Um, I tend to go towards the subs. Obviously if the dub is there, uh, I will watch it. But more often, more stuff is just subbed. And there are certain things that I've watched so many times that I almost don't even need to like watch it, even with the subs, because I already know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, First Contact being one of those, Alcatraz Connection, trying to think of another special that I've watched, uh, Tokyo Crisis. <laughs> and all of those, uh, Kobayashi just has a wonderful performance, and especially in regards to like the cavity in his tooth uh, <laughs> just it's such a great ornery old man and that you could definitely hear that in his voice over time um part four part five especially which probably actually some of my favorite performances out of him because you hear that great on the voice. Um, and, and he does sound, you actually, like if you watch the series uh, over time, you like hear his voice age. And that to me is just fascinating um, over time. And part five, there's so many good parts with his voice and how you can hear that age. ヒトログとかSNSとか最近のネットってやつにはついていけねえな。どうしよりの then leading off to a send off uh, for episode 0 and part 6 uh, which I just watched. Uh, did this happen Tuesday? Did the news come out Tuesday? Monday. I, okay, I watched it then because I'm a psychopath. And I'm just like, let's just go right for the jugular. Um, and loved it. And it just was so hard hitting because, like Natalie said, there were not many other uh, voice actors got send offs mm-hmm. um, or I think like even acknowledgments when like they pass. I think I don't even think Machio knew I did. Uh, 2019 um, when he did, mm-hmm. but that was like shortly before pandemic happened. And I feel like it would be more likely to have like something for Harlock if there was something new. Um, but it would just make sense to do one for Kobayashi because he's been doing it for so goddamn mm-hmm. long. And he's like a man of his craft and just like literally up until just last year doing what he loved. And made it a point to even say, like, Monkey Punch's funeral, that he wanted to keep playing Jigen for as long as he could. And he did. And that's... Don't we all just want to do that, honestly? Yeah. And what we love up until we just literally cannot anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's all I got to say on that. I mean, you mentioned that, Emma, and it makes me think of, like, I know one person who is a couple years like younger than Kobayashi was before he passed recently, um, who recently retired and at the time was doing what he, what he enjoyed up until he retired, which was being a professor. And, you know, I remember 
um, this was this is actually my ex's father, by the way. And I remember when I met my ex, I'm like, you know, my dad is is a couple years younger than your dad. He's been retired for almost 20 years. I'm surprised your dad isn't retired. And, you know, he just explained to me, my dad loves what he does and he enjoys it. He sees himself retiring, but for now, he really loves what he does. And how many of us can say that? How many of us can live to a, can honestly be blessed and say we live to a good age and kept doing what we love? And I think also, and one of the aspects that I enjoyed about Kobayashi's performances is that it felt like Jigen aged with Kobayashi. Mm-hmm. Like, I joke that Jigen kind of reminds me of my dad, and I don't know if it's because of Kobayashi, but it's, um, or even because of Richard Epcar, because, you know, I, I enjoy Richard Epcar's performances as Jigen, but we're talking about Kobayashi. But it feels like the grumpy old man who, you know, has moments where he's like, eh, I'm getting sick of this shit, but I'll do it anyway because it's fun. Like, he, he was Jigen. He, he, age with the character, continue with the character, had fun moments like green versus red, feral Jigen, am I right? Like, come on. <laughs> and I don't even like green versus red, but I will pop it in just for feral Jigen. Oh, he's highlighting it. That scene is really good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Give it that. <laughs> And, you know, bringing back what I was saying earlier about the send-offs, I'm not saying that, like, TMS or the producers or the right, or anybody were not, were not sad or upset when the other actors passed away. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, Yamada was sudden, Naya and Inoue retired. And Mm -hmm. I know that, like, with Yamada, there was a kind of, like, tribute to him in Nostradamus, yeah, at the end. Yeah. And also for Naya, the last job was his send-off. But it was it really wasn't the kind of send-off that like Kobayashi got with the mm-hmm. Times. So it doesn't hit you in that jugular like the Times does. It doesn't quite, but the, the final shot, not the final shot, but the shot before in the last job when the end credit song hits. It, it, it does kind of hit me a little bit because there's, I have kind of mixed opinions on that special as a whole, but the very end of that special is just Lupin and Zinigata looking at each other and smiling and they hold on Zinigata like particularly like longer. If anyone remembers that, I, I think something to the effect happens if like Zinigata loses his hat and he catches it and puts it on and looks up at Lupin and smiles and like, man, that kind of gets me a little bit, but it's not, Again, it's not as impactful as the times, but I I feel like that was a bit of an an intentional nod there. I mean, like, I feel like with with episode zero, part six, you know, because the episode itself was focused, you know, strongly on Jigen as a character Mm -hmm. and also on Kobayashi's performance because he was retiring, whereas the, uh, you know, Lupin family All-Stars OVA, you know, was was about the entire gang. You know, and uh, because it was a send off for, you know, uh, Fujiko, Zenigata, and Goemon. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, yeah, at the times it benefited from having like one singular focus. Yes. And I, I agree. Think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love that OVA. It's it's great. But but I think that the uh, yeah, episode zero, part six, it, it's definitely a more uh, effective send off, I think. Mm-hmm. Especially how it gives like it gives it literally, it literally spots gives a spotlight with each cast member getting one last scene with them one on one, which is another reason why I've just been hesitant to revisit it. Well, not hesitant; it's just I'm going to revisit it. I just know it's going. To, that's going to be the thing that like actually absolutely destroys me when I rewatch it. There's even just thinking about it. Yeah, it wasn't a good choice. It wasn't a good choice to do <laughs> mentally. I mean, I kind of wish that. With the times, they could have... I mean, I know um, um, Inoue already passed, but they could have brought Masayama back a little bit. But I'm okay with it, because, again, by that by that point, when Kobayashi retired, the definitive cast was, you know, Kurata's Lupin. Um, um, 
um, why can't I remember Fuchiko's actress right uh, Miyuki now? Miyuki Sawashiro. Yeah, Miyuki Sawashiro as Fuchiko, Daisuke Namakawa as um, Goemon, and of course um, Kochi Yamadera as, as um, Zenigata. And they were the definitive cast up until that point for about nine, ten years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, about nine, ten years. So it fit, it worked. And it was not just a send off to Kobayashi. It was very much an analysis of Jigen's character mm-hmm. as Kobayashi portrayed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I think the most, for me, what I enjoyed from that in regards to Kobayashi as Jigen, it very, I think, I think what hits me the most, aside from you're a classic, is the, I joke, but the Goemon acting as Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, the whole, you know, Ahana's family sort of deal. But <laughs> going on just looking at Lupin like we've been with him for so long, like and and we're just gonna be okay if he just doesn't wanna be with us anymore. And Lupin's like, There's one thing I know that's a constant in my life, and that is Jigen. I'm I'm sorry, I'm gonna cry right now. Um that's and okay. that is and that is Jigen. And I just, I think what hit me the most with that was like, it reminded me of Kobayashi because Kobayashi was the constant for 50 something years. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> also, like the part five monologue. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, re-watch, God. I watched that just a few minutes ago. Yeah. 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 That's also a jugular one. Theme. I hear my own theme music. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, the night of. I thought about watching episode zero, but I knew I couldn't hack it. So I put on a uh, Jeekin's gravestone. His performance in that highlights. Honestly, I, I love like the entire tenure of Kobayashi's performances. Like he had such a surprisingly wide range as Jigen, which I'll get into in a little bit, but I have a fondness mostly because they're the entries I watched first, but I have like a real fondness for his like, last two decades is Jigen when he was in his seventies and eighties. And specifically because in Jigen's gravestone is obviously very early on in their careers. Like they're in like maybe their early thirties and you've got Kobayashi at 81 voicing Jigen, but his voice just has that, especially as he, as he was got older, it has that weathered gravitas to it. And you know, like, like the thing, the thing with Jigen's that there's all of these, you know, this endless backstory of former partners that, like, you know, betrayed him and former lovers. Where, like, even in his early 30s, he sounds like a man who's like lived like three lifetimes already. Yeah, which is like, cause I, I know, I, you know. Kobayashi said that I forgot what interview it was, but he said, you know, some people pointed out, you know, Jigen sounds too old or that, you know, he's hard to hear. And Kobayashi's response was, you know, like, yeah, I don't, it was when he retired, he was like, I don't care. I'm done with it now. But like, honestly, that's such a that, do nothing criticism. It is. You smoke that many cigarettes. You'd probably sound like that. too. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of like the George Lopez joke of like, you know, like, in the sitcom, his the, his mom character, Benny, how she smoked for a long, long time, and he would be like, well, why is it your voice that deep? And to that, I thought, well, Jigen's voice is pretty deep because he doesn't, he smoked like, what, 10, 10 packs a day mm-hmm. or something? And like, Have you ever been confirmed how many packs he smokes in a day? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's more than my aunt who smoked three, so. I want to know that. I, I believe the movie program booklet for Mamo actually says how many cigarettes she can smoke today. I'll have to consult with that. <laughs> those, those lungs must be black. Must, yeah, must be blacker than night. Look at the black lung. Blacker than his hat. <laughs> um, you, know, uh, you know, speaking of uh, his performance in Gravestone, 
I also feel like uh, Kobayashi's age really helped with uh, Chigen's introductory episode in uh, The Woman Called Fujiko Mine. Mm, yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah, because, I mean, I've always said that episode is a, a half-hour film noir. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kobayashi, he, he absolutely sells it. It's No, he does, because that episode, I, was, I actually have that in my notes here to bring up, because, again... That's like he's in maybe like, you know, his early 30s, could be even like late 20s, arguably considering like, you know, the gang's age. And like he has just that. I keep going back to the word weathered, but it has like, you know, that, that kind of like old Clint Eastwood vibe of this dude who's just like already hardened by life in his early 30s. And I always think about that line of dialogue. It's when he's in the church and Chicholina is taking his gun, you know, like, you know, like, you know, that's not just my gun. That's my life. やっぱり来たのね。最後まで見届けさせてもらうわ。あんたが盗んだのはマグナムなんかじゃない。俺の過去、俺の命さ。The way he delivers that, he's like, you know, even in his 80s, he could just like deliver a powerhouse performance in just like two lines. Even cuz I, I had rewatched parts of the first part one episode and from the get-go he already has like this deep like booming voice and as he got older he like you know obviously his voice aged but it just his the gravitas increased with age with kobayashi like like he could make even just like the simplest line of dialogue carry so much weight i think um drew i i kind of want to juxtapose that because you know the Tosca episode and that episode of um, Fujiko Mine, I have digitally on my phone when I couldn't af- when I didn't have disposable income and I couldn't afford to have the whole season. I got those because one, because I love Tosca, and two, because I love Jigen. And that introductory episode was just so wonderful, especially when Kobayashi did it. But I want to juxtapose that with my favorite Jigen episode, two of them actually, with the same kind of core storyline. Um, one is, and I talk about this a lot you know, Rose and a Pistol, the episode based on Carmen. And also, I can't remember the name of this part two episode, but it has flashbacks to Jigen and this young woman running away from the mob in New York, and he comes back to her, and she's, like, terminally ill. In the episode uh, 357 Magnum from Fuchiko Mine, it's older Kobayashi performing Jigen at an earlier time in a precipice of his life where... He thought he knew what he what he was doing was right, but you know, he slipped. You know, love is the death of duty. Death is a death is a. Um, but I'm just saying that like it's a performance that just get, hits you in your soul, especially at the age he performed it in. Mm-hmm. But with those part two episodes, you have a story where Jigen is in limerence, and a story where Jigen is in fondness, in nostalgia for a love he once had. お前が親しむって玉かよ。若かった頃のこと考えてみろ。財布も胃袋も空っぽでろくなものさえ食っちゃいなかった。だが俺たちは生きることを諦めなかった。それを思い出すんだ。相変わらずロマンチストね、チケ
何私が育てる約束でしたがやはりマークには父親の愛が必要だと分かりましたマークをよろしくルパン様メアリーだよくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくくく Oh, God, don't remind me because, like, that's just him in pain most of the time, poor thing. I mean, like, the bit that always sticks out in my mind is when uh, uh, Fujiko sends the note to Lupin. I think、uh, Lupin reads it, and then he turns to Jigen and he's like,、uh, it's not, it won't be much of a date if you're along. And then Jigen <laughs> just has this hysterical chuckle. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> the dub and sub of that special are、yeah. equally、uh, just incredible,、uh, partly、yeah. for Jigen.、So. Going back to my favorite um, um, first contact, again, I mentioned this when we did our review. I loved more when. Kurata and Kobayashi did the laugh after Galvez got punched than when Oliver <laughs> and Epcar did it because just something about their laughter together. And with, Kob- with Kobayashi's performance, it was very much a, oh, my boss got hit. Huh, he's laughing. That is freaking funny. And it's just the way they worked off one another with that laughter. I was just, whoa. <laughs> And, like Drew said in the review of that, it like sounded way more mean spirited. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Out of both of them. It is a spiteful laugh. Yeah. <laughs>、um, I was going to say, like, you know, Kobayashi also had that same,、uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ability to play off each other like he did with、uh, Yamada. Because.、Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. About, I don't know, about an hour and a half ago, I rewatched、uh, One Chance for a Breakout from part one. <laughs> and、uh, the ending, when.、Uh, Because you know, Jigen disguises himself as a priest and you know, gives Lupin a cigarette. And in this disguise, he keeps saying that it's the Buddha's will. And anyway, after in the episode, you know, they break out, the loot gets blown up. Lupin gives Jigen a cigarette, lights it, and says, It is the will of the Buddha. And then both Lupin and Jigen just crack up laughing. And it's, it's beautiful. Hmm. <laughs> That's such a it's such a great night. That's what they, they, they're off and they're kind of like running off into the sunset together.、Yeah. Which、um, uh, someone shared that gay. clip. <laughs> Someone shared that clip on the day he passed away, and man, that hit me too. Just because you just,、yeah. just the, I mean, you know, and it's kind of bittersweet because both those act, both those actors are gone now, exactly. Because, like, you know, now they're now they're together again. I mean, just think about it like this um, around the same time Monkey Punch passed away, someone did a cute art of like Goronaya and Yasuo Yamada kind of like waving at Monkey Punch, like, Welcome to heaven, and they're dressed up as their characters.、Mm-hmm. And now I'm just imagining like. Um, any, um, Makio Inoue also being like, you know, welcome to heaven,、mm-hmm. bro.、Um, whatever you believe in, just like, welcome to heaven, bro. Like, let's do this. But yeah, I mean, I don't even see us, I don't even hear or see a difference in the flow of movement between him and y- Yamada and him and um, um, Kurata. Because、mm-hmm. I think that's also one of the biggest things with, with, Jigen's character, not just his own solo performances, but how he works off Lupin. Because call it what you want, but I'm going to use the example of like best friends forever. You know, like that relationship right there is、mm-hmm. it's really what is a constant 
in everything, every episode, every special yep. of Lupin. And we were mentioning earlier just how funny he could be. And like that, that extended up until like his later years because um, uh, the Haunted Hotel episode of part four is one of the funniest uh, things. So freaking good. And like, and, and we'll bring it up later because um, uh, Lee Sparks mentioned it in the, uh, the the Twitter question we put out. But like, the, 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 there's so much great stuff of, of like him being like you know scared by the ghost. And one of my favorite moments is like immediately after he first gets scared, he's like sitting behind Lupin, like pouring like wine into a glass, and like this the tone of his voice. He's just so shaken up and concerned and like it's and he's frustrated that like Lupin's not believing him. Drunk and frustrated than <laughs> Epcar did, and I'm not saying that to bash on Epcar. I'm just saying that there was more, like Chris said, there was more gravitas from Kobayashi than there was with Epcar. And so. you know, also the Japanese cat didn't have to dub the entire series in a month. Yeah, yeah. yes, that too. But I mean, he's got you know about 50 years of experience doing it. <laughs> also, also the dubs, aside from being rushed the other disadvantage is um the animators are are more working closer to what they're given than Mm -hmm. you know yeah match the mouth flaps and all that Mm -hmm. dubbing and uh another one of the funniest performance he gave recently was in a part five uh episode 11 uh, get pablo's collection yes i was actually thinking about that one when the car turns on and he's like what the hell <laughs> that moment when lupine like keeps saying he has to go pee and he's like just go already <laughs> just the frustration. <laughs> and then the arguments during the gunfight at the end when they're bickering about like yeah. who's saving who and then, like, when the flashback ends and they're, they're sitting at the table and they continue argue, arguing about, like, who's more correct, you know, Lupin's like, you know, ah, you know, Grandpa, you're starting to forget some things. And he's like, I'm not that much older than you. Heck, I will even add this to the pile in terms of something that reminds me of that. Part four, I don't remember what episode number it is, but it's the episode where Lupin takes a day off. And, um... You know, you hear Jigen's frustration of like, yo, come on, I'm starving. I want this, I want this sushi. Like, stop playing shenanigans, Lupin, and feed me. It's like, yep, Jigen, ha- Jigen hangry. Jigen,がねえときにダダこねんなよ。いつもてめえのダダに付き合ってやってんだろ。だとこんな面倒な思いまでして寿司なんざ食いたがねえってる。He's so great in that episode. Oh, God. Like, too... Honestly, I will say that there probably is too many to, to list or count. These are just oh, obviously, yeah. like, our special shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Um, because what else can you say about a man who's been doing this for... As long as the animated series has been out? Mm-hmm. Longer. 52 years. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... And, and... I guess as we start wrapping up here, and we'll 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 go to the uh, uh, some favorite performances that our listeners gave us. It it 
I, I, I kind of take comfort in the fact that you know, like, it's, like he's he's always gonna be there. Like, you get fifty-two years, you know, like almost three hundred episodes and so many movies. Like, it's gonna it's always gonna be nice because there's just that comforting feeling of just I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not doing too good with words at the moment, but. Man, I appreciate all the work you put into this series. It's yeah. it, not just this series. Like, I'll be watching any anime, and when he appears, I be, I get so giddy. Like, I had no idea because I, I I had bought the the Crusher Joe uh, Blu-ray of the OVAs in the movie. Had no idea he was in it, and when he like, because he's one of the main characters. He's like, he's one of the Crushers. He's a uh, Talos. Yeah, he plays like the big lug in the group, yeah. and his. His voice is so perfect for it. That like, would be neat hearing him in like Golgo 13. Yes. Oh, same. Same. Uh, <laughs> like, and even like in in uh he voices the old man in Harlock Space Pirate. Like I despise that CGI movie to my well, like you're talking to the, the, the CGI house. Yes. I went back like, to like the 78 series and I was like like, like you know, <laughs> I think one reason why that movie disappointed me so much is that it starts with his narration, and I got so hyped because you're like, "Oh man, they got like a real legend," and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> but I will say the highlight of that entire film is his small performance as uh, old man. That's that his old man. Name. <laughs> man, yeah. if he had just been in the animated series, oh god. Oh. Um. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, for me, when I found out that he did a lot of the dubbing for, like, Clint Eastwood and James Corburn, I don't know how many of you guys, when you stayed homesick from from school or work, you get bored and you turn on the subtitles for, you turn on the different audios for some of your favorite movies or TV shows. Like, for me, it was always Buffy. But um, listening to him as Clint Eastwood in, um, in, um, oh, my God. Dirty Harry was very, it, it was just so fitting because it reminded me of Jigen. And I was like, huh. Was it, was that, it, huh? Yeah, when you read off like all those ones I did, I was like, this is almost uh, like a typecast. Yeah. Um, I think that, that, that was Yasuo Yamada in Dirty Harry. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, well, no, there uh, was another one. but He did the dub for uh, True Crime, Space Cowboys, and Blood Work is what he voiced. Yeah, Clint Eastwood Blood in. Work. Blood Work it was. No, Dirty Harry was Yasuo Yamada. I'm, it's been a long day. But yeah, also, the other one that I was surprised, and I love that Tabby Wolf brought it up, was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, um, where I he played, to that. Where he played Keith Richards because... Um, I, for some reason... What an incredible cameo to begin with. Yes. I mean, look, I grew up in a Rolling Stones home. My dad and I are both Keith Richards fans. Don't ask why. For me, it's more about the fact that I share a birthday with him. But when I heard Kobayashi as freaking um, Keith Richards, I, was, I had to do a double take because, you know, you're sick. And I, I'm sick and I'm like, Wait, what? Is this a fever dream? That sounds familiar. Google's it. No. I uh, didn't know he was in Car Ranger until tonight. Until yep. what? Until tonight, when Drew mentioned it. I didn't I didn't know he was in uh, Car Ranger. Yep. Ah. One of the Super Sentai series. Yeah. It's got to be better than the Power Rangers version. Good Lord, Turbo. Uh, before we uh, uh, go to our uh, listeners, some of our listeners' favorite performances of Kobayashi, we'll uh, hand the show over to Guillaume as... He gives his tribute. 2022 is slowly turning into a second 2016 in terms of the number of dead celebrities. Comic book artists like George Perez, Tim Sale or Neil Adams. Actors like James Kahn, David Warner, Jean-Louis Trintignant, Olivia Newton-John or Nichelle Nichols. We also lost Yu-Gi-Oh! author Kazuki Takahashi at the age of 60 in a swimming accident. The shadow of death seems to loom over us all, more than it usually does, and our personal icons aren't safe. It is in this context that we learn the passing of Kiyoshi Kobayashi 
on July 13th at the age of 89 from pneumonia. This death hits hard, not only because we all loved Kobayashi's performance as Jigen, but because it comes after a relatively quick succession of deaths in the Lupin world. We lost Monkey Punch and Makio Inoue in 2019. We lost legendary animator Yasuo Otsuka in 2021. More than ever before, it feels like the end of an era. Kobayashi had retired from the role of Jigen and voice acting in general back in 2021, and most of us understood this decision. We welcomed his successor with opened arms, Akio Otsuka being one of the very few in the industry to fill such big shoes. Kobayashi even received a special send-off episode, serving as episode 0 of part 6, even if the designs and themes make it more of a coda to part 5. This episode, called The Times, is a love letter to Kobayashi and what he brought to the character as the only stable element in a quickly changing franchise. As the last remaining member of the original cast from 1969 to 2021, Kobayashi and his Jigen were our anchor. The franchise has gone through several, and I dare say necessary, mutations in the last 10 years. We got a Fujiko spin-off series that was daring and arty. We got two new episodic series with a new jacket collar for Lupin, a series of hard-boiled animated features, and even a full CGI film in theatres. Lupin III has never been as flexible and diverse before. But one thing didn't change. Jigen. Kobayashi's age did not impair his performance as much as we feared. On the contrary, his gravitas conveyed the world weariness of the character as the last witness of the franchise's long history. Jigen is a character that looks back as much as Lupin looks forward. Such an attitude could have stopped the franchise in its tracks, but it didn't. It helped keeping the franchise true to itself, in spite of the changes. Trying to choose one performance out of Kobayashi's 50-plus years worth career seems impossible, and also a bit vain, as one of his great virtues as a voice actor was his consistency, even as age and poor health caught up with him. I could mention one of his non-Jigen performances as Professor Moriarty in the sixth Detective Conan film Phantom of Baker Street. Kobayashi managed to bring a cold sophistication to his portrayal of Holmes' nemesis that is both fun and chilling. Kobayashi was used to villain roles after all, having voiced Crystal Boy for Space Adventure Cobra. Jigen was kind of an anomaly in his resume, which is ironic considering how he became his signature character. I will always remember the second episode of a woman called Fujiko Mine, where our Jigen is faced with the consequences of his past and the destructive love of a woman. I know this has become a tiring trope, especially for Jigen, but at the bitter climax of this episode, Kobayashi's voice perfectly delivers the pain of our favorite gunman. <laughs> Kobayashi also dubbed actors like James Coburn, Lee Marvin, Tommy Lee Jones, or even Clint Eastwood. Men who all embodied a form of old-fashioned masculinity to an extent. A model that, while it has its problems, also has its strengths and appeal. Reading the cast tribute to Kobayashi, it seems like the voice actor was that kind of person. Driven. Stoic. True to his own aesthetics but also elegant and kind. I will not lie to you. I cried a lot at the news of Kobayashi's passing. 
but even more than the pain of loss, my tears were ones of gratitude. I am forever grateful for what Kiyoshi Kobayashi brought to his iconic character and the Lupin the Third franchise as a whole. His Jigen will never be forgotten, for he was more than a classic. He was a certainty. And to give viewers and listeners the illusion of certainty is possibly one of the most generous gifts a performer can give. Arigatona, Kobayashi san. Matane, Jigen. Right, so uh, we put out a question to uh, our listeners uh, as to uh, what their favorite performances of Kobayashi's were, whether it be Jigen or otherwise. And uh, we got one from Lee Sparks, friend of the show at Lupin Central. He said, Hey, team. While I love Kobayashi-san's performance as Crystal Boy or Crystal Bowie in Space Adventure Cobra, I want to mention a Jigen moment for this. Episode 8 of Lupin the Third, Part 4, Welcome to the Haunted Hotel, stands out in my mind as one of the most impressive performances from Kobayashi during the last decade. In it, Jigen is more animated than usual, jumping at ghosts and getting drunk in the hotel. At this time, this episode taught me that there was still, over 40 years on, no better person to play the character than Kobayashi. Second, we have from our good friend Tabby Wolf saying that dubbing Keith Richards definitely is basically Jigen but a pirate. <laughs> Indeed. And like I said earlier, best uh, cameo ever. (laughs) Legit. From Inerd Mitterricht, they said, When it comes to Kobayashi's best performances as Jigen, the mystery of Mamo, Voyage to Danger, and the final arc of Part 5, especially Episode 23, and Episode 0 of Part 6 all come to mind. They point out that in Mystery of Mamo, especially the scene where uh, Jigen is at the uh, ruins of a bar drinking mm-hmm. and uh, warning Lupin not to go after Fujiko. From our good friend Zoid9000, for me personally, I was very fond of him as the narrator in Gao Gaigar. Although not a major character, he was present in every episode and had such a calm and elegant voice when explaining things. And his lines always included, we. So it felt like he was watching it with you. From Mitzi Dabkins, and I have to point out, wonderful Twitter handle at Pickle Goddess. I commend you for this. Like, it's a big that's deal. great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs> you dropped this, Queen. <laughs> uh, they said, My favorite performance is part two, episode 58. Kobayashi nailed it as Jigen. I miss him. And uh, that's put the episode title in here, but that's getting Jigen with it. Oh, with, yeah. With, with, with him and the ballerina. <laughs> Anshinshina, Oregat Sita de Ario. 
いつまでああいつまでも、ま、優しいのねワイヤーだろうがワイヤーだろうがあんたを粗末に扱うような野郎は許しちゃおかねえんだ And、uh, Michael Fitzgibbon at Penguin Truth responded, I was just going to say this. It's one of my favorite episodes of part two. And、uh, agreed. Bart slash Stay Night wrote, I really loved his performance in Tokyo Crisis, where he had a toothache. <laughs> also <laughs> mentioned in this episode.、Uh, funny Jigen is the best Jigen in my books. We agree. He was also Professor Moriarty in Detective Conan movie six. Well, he's not an outstanding or especially memorable role, it was nice to hear him there. It's always nice to just hear voice actors he recognizes in roles for sure. It is. It's a comforting thing.、And、especially him, because when he appears, like, I, I just get that,、yeah. that kind of warm blanket feeling of, of like, you know, watch through the whole Lupin franchise. Real quick, that performance of him as Moriarty,、um, because I kind of laughed that they brought Moriarty for,、um, for Detective Conan. It, it was, it's not that it's not memorable. It's a, it's a small cameo almost, but he made it so much fun. Oh, I love that film. <laughs>、uh, from Clarence589 on Twitter,、uh, they mention Muhammad Abdul from JoJo's Stardust Crusaders OVA from 1994. What is the knowledge of the world? What is the knowledge of the world? あなたたちのスタンドはディオの肉体つまりジョナサンの肉体と見えない糸で結ばれている多分ディオの存在があなた方の眠れる能力を呼び覚ましたのだろう And、um, lastly from our Instagram from my best friend and also good friend of the show、um, Oops All Towers or Lucy Gotta say his goodbye episode It was really a sweet and perfect send off for him I was bummed to see him go, but that episode is just so much more important now in retrospect. I think a really good note to send the episode off on would be、um, um, I don't know if many of you watched it.、Uh, Delaney Jordan, she made a really, really, really incredible video essay on、uh, Miyazaki's tenure in Lupin, like ranging from the Green Jacket series to Cagliostro to his part two episodes. Uh, she wrote a thread on the day of his passing. I think this will be a, a good note to end the episode on because this is just the best way anyone could word this. She said, Been sitting with this all afternoon, wondering if I can really say anything. And I guess I think it's worth pointing out how he spent the last 10 years building on his work as Jigen because of his age, not in spite of it. Around 2012, the surviving cast, Everyone Sans Lupin, was let go. Every year they kept sounding their age more and more, and while nobody begrudged them for that, it was becoming a matter of when. They all got a nice send off, got recast, and life went on. Except Kobayashi. The thing is with Kobayashi is that he was sounding pretty old himself, but his age slash the real world subtext of being the last original cast member gave Jigen a paternal bend as the franchise kicked back into gear, kind of turned him into the unofficial team grandpa. Now, I don't think he was incapable of doing the younger, more chaotic Jigen he started out as anymore just because he was older. Just look at his Western contemporary, Frank Welker, playing Fred Scooby Doo for 50 years. If anything, that guy's only gotten more feral. But something about the context and the performance of someone who'd lived through a lot and had seen a lot and still chose to lead this crazy, unpredictable lifestyle, I think it gave him a lot of gravitas. Life is so, so short. And there is so, so, so much we can do with every last moment we are here. So live freely and truthfully until the second your story ends. Lupin always lived and died by that ethos, and Kobayashi spent his last 10 years proving it. And with that, good night, Lupontic folks. And thank you, Kobayashi san.
俺にも聞こえてきたぜ俺の俺だけの音楽だ。